sucks that goes to six still. Yeah. She sent me her list though. Uh she sent me a, she sent me her list and then a note uh that it was in case you screwed up her list. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to This Horror Life. My name is Rob Humphrey, and I am joined this week by a special guest co-host, Miss Kat Valore. Kat, how are you? Hi there. I'm doing pretty good. 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 Ghost um, is out sick, and uh, we pushed this recording about as long as we could to see if she would get any better, and sadly, it sounds like she's getting worse. So, <laughs> Yeah, it sounds pretty bad. Yeah, so we are uh, going to be doing this without Ghost tonight. Um we will be talking about our top five foreign horror movies, which might be why Ghost suddenly came down, quote unquote, sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we will see. Um, she did send her list. So we do have uh, Ghost top five to go along with ours. We do. And uh, we will get to that soon. Cat, uh, have you watched anything or anything you want to talk about? Uh, since, well, yeah. since the last time you were on the show, whatever that was. <laughs> Uh, mostly I've been doing rewatches, uh, for movies, mostly for this list, uh, going back and visiting some of my favorites, trying to narrow it down. Uh, so I can't talk too much about that until we get to the list, but I did pick up a book. If you can imagine. Can't. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, it's called, you've got red on you. Oh, it's yeah. written by I Clark Collins. Al- I almost bought that. Yeah, uh, I'm having a ton of fun with it so far. It's all about Shaun of the Dead yeah. and how that came into being. Uh, so far, I'm a little over 100 pages in, and a lot of it has been just talking about uh, what a nerd the director is. Edgar Wright? <laughs> yeah, he seems like a big Edgar nerd. Wright. Yeah, a yeah. uh, bunch of zombie nerdery going on, like his re- love for Night of the Living Dead and uh, Resident Evil and... Uh, Simon Pegg also it turns out is a giant nerd and yeah. <laughs> it's it's been a lot of fun I could, uh, I could see both of those guys being big nerds it's hard to make fun of Edgar Wright though because he used to date Anna Kendrick did he yeah um, that is impressive so she's I mean, also for, a big nerd <laughs> for a nerd he did very well for himself for a little while I, I think they broke up but so there's still a shot for me with either one of them I don't I'm not picky <laughs> um all right. Yeah, I did see that that book. Uh, I remember that that book when it came out. I, I thought about picking it up, but I just never did. I just uh, saw a copy and it was like, you know what? I've got to get this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been uh, still working on Final Girl Support Club. Oh, nice. Uh, I like it, but there are so many goddamn characters and I'm having trouble keep, keeping them straight. Yeah. I can't remember who's who. There uh, were a lot of characters in that one. Yeah. but uh, But I do enjoy the book. Uh, what have you watched? Uh, well, as you know, I watched Five Null Destination, The Bridge. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Yes. Five Null Destination, Colon, The Bridge. Colon, The Bridge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the latest episode of Slasher Radio, you can hear both of our thoughts about that movie um, on that episode, if you want to check that out. Um, 
one of us was right and one of us was wrong. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, I went to the theater on Father's Day with my son to see John Carpenter's The Thing, uh, which was re-released to theaters on Sunday and Wednesday. And um, well, we'll talk about that when we get to the news. Okay. Yeah, because That's I ended up, I inadvertently ended up in the in the middle of a whole thing on Facebook that I did not want to be in and didn't care oh, about. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the only other thing that I have to talk about is um, I watched the stepfather from 1987 because Joe Bob showed it on his show oh. um, this past week and I had never seen it before. Um, it's not very good. I was <laughs> just going to ask if it was good. That's what I've not oh. seen either. Yeah, it's not. Um it was it was entertaining listening to Joe Bob talk about it because that's always fun. But I mean, if if I had just put this movie on and sat down to watch it, I, I don't know that I even would have been able to finish it because it is not very good. Um, but that's all I've seen this past uh, this past week. So let's hop into some news real quick. And we'll start off with the thing, um, the theatrical release from Fathom Events uh, was a disaster. They have apologized oh, no. and said that they will make it right for Wednesday night showing. We are recording this on Tuesday, so that has not happened yet. Uh, this was uh, first brought to attention by uh, director Mick Garris, who um, shared the following thread on Twitter. First of all, the film was shot in two, three, five, one aspect ra- uh, widescreen aspect ratio, but was shown in one eight five one point eight five one, literally cutting out a third of the frame. The picture was soft focus, low resolution, and the digital image was out of registration. So all the objects were rimmed in red on one side and blue on the other. Also, all movement all the way through the movie stuttered, like trying to watch Netflix with really bad Wi-Fi. Fathom events in the theaters that run them should be ashamed of themselves and and the outrageously low-quality programs they run. This could have been an amazing time revisiting one of the classics on the big screen and share it with an enthusiastic audience. The power of Carpenter's genius movie carried us through, but I remain disgusted by this ripoff. Um, wow. Yeah. So I posted on Sunday before I, as oh, I was walking into the theater that I was going to see it only to Sunday night, get bombarded by a bunch of people with this message on Facebook. And I made the mistake of going, huh? Didn't notice. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, to which set this uh, particular horror group and, and one, uh, we'll, we'll call him a gentleman in particular, into a tizzy, um, swearing that the film that I saw was not good, even though I said I thought it was fine. Um, but he he was very upset at me for, for thinking such. Now, I will say I did notice the aspect ratio was, was a little weird. It, um, mm-hmm. it did look strange. I did not notice uh, any objects or anything um, rimmed in red and blue on either side i just it, i didn't see it it wasn't there and i did not notice any stuttering um with any of the movement throughout but i did notice that the aspect ratio looked kind of weird um there was a sound issue in uh, a couple of spots that i noticed too the sound dropped out and really bad spots too like really intense spots of the movie so yeah. it wasn't a perfect screening but i did not uh I was not as upset about it as, as Mick Garris was, but apparently a lot of people online were, uh, God help me because I said, huh, didn't notice. Um, <laughs> did you get like refund tickets or anything? No, but fathom events has promised. Uh, this is what they said. We are aware that the recent showing of the thing wasn't shown in its original aspect ratio 
and the disappointment it caused. Wednesday's event will be shown in the proper aspect ratio. So they're fixing it for Wednesday, yes, but you're just kind of out of luck. Yeah, they're fixing <laughs> it for Wednesday, and I'm welcome to buy a ticket if I want. Uh, I'm probably not going to do that. Um, I, but- you know, I really love Fathom events. I try to hit as many of them as I can, but they're hit or miss. The ones that I go to that are fun, like Evil Dead was a blast, Scream was a blast, uh, but every now and then I'll go to one where they're just like either not showing the movie at all and I get a refund ticket or like something terrible happens halfway through, like the audio is just missing Mm -hmm. and I get a refund ticket. I actually have like a drawer full of refund tickets for just like Regal Cinemas because... But you can't. The funny thing about them is that you can use them at any Regal Cinema for any movie, unless it's a Fathom event, which I just think <laughs> is hysterical because that's how I've gotten all of them. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time I've gone to a Fathom event, I believe. Um, and, and yeah, you didn't I, even notice. Well, I, I mean, I noticed the aspect ratio was a little weird, but I, I didn't. It didn't like ruin my enjoyment of the movie or anything. Like, I, you know, I, I noticed the audio issues a couple of times but you know i just kind of rolled with it and really enjoyed it and boy were people mad online about this man um so anyway yeah i, I mean i wasn't upset about it um i don't know and then i read this whole article about some guy on twitter who i don't know manages a movie theater went over how fathom events does their things like how they deliver the the stuff to movie theaters and it's i, I have learned way more about fathom events in the past few days than I ever cared to know. <laughs> it's taken up way too much space in my brain, and I just want to move on. So, um, David Cronenberg's new movie, Crimes of the Future, has just hit digital outlets. It uh, dropped this morning. You can get it as a premium VOD option to rent right now for $20, or you can buy it for $25. Oh, nice. Um, the Normally, this would not be news on the show, except for, like, it just came out. Yeah, like that, a I week was, or two ago, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it has not been out very long. Yeah, so the window to VOD was extremely short on this movie. I probably won't see it. Um, I'm not a fan of body horror, and this one looks really gross. So, I'm a big fan of body horror. I might still wait for it to hit a platform, so I don't have yeah. to pay for, or Blu-ray at least. If I'm gonna buy a movie, I try to buy like a physical copy of the movie. Yeah, that's the way to go. And mo- so. a lot of times, when you buy the Blu-ray, they come with the digital code anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's how I ended up with three copies of X. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, I bought the Blu-ray, which I believe also comes with the DVD and a digital code. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'm set on X now. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> all the news I had, though. There wasn't a whole lot that I that I saw that. Uh, was worth I, talking about i know this is usually a slasher radio thing but i did want to complain just a little bit about john squires oh all right <laughs> uh i saw i read an article this morning actually uh by john squires on over on bloody disgusting and it was jason blum believes he could get robert england to play freddy krueger one more time and i just Man, I got so frustrated because Robert England has been saying for what, like 20 years that he would play Freddy Krueger one more time. <laughs> and there's like no other news. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing more than that. Yeah. Like, I saw oh. that headline today um, and I just didn't click on it to even bother to read it. I just smarter right than me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I, look, if Blumhouse wants to make a, fr- a, a nightmare movie, I'm in. Yeah. But 
you know, oh yeah um yeah, the interest I, is there but i got suckered and it was like first thing in the morning i saw this <laughs> and i was like yes and i went to read it and i was like god damn it john squires yeah, yeah you get me just, every time yeah it seemed like a very clickbaity headline to me because i didn't <laughs> i was like i haven't heard anything else no rumblings that blumhouse is looking at nightmare on elm street so <laughs> i mean i'm sure that they would love to do it but um i don't know they just need to get me halloween ends on time <laughs> So you don't have to go after anyone, huh? That's right. That's right. No, remember, we decided he works out. And so I'm not going to fight Jason Blum, but I will show up at his house oh, okay. with, with a tin of popcorn. I'm just going to knock on the door. I'm like, here's your movie. <laughs> that might be more threatening, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might end up still fighting him, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I will not be the aggressor in that scenario. That's good. All right. <laughs> Um, so that is, yeah, that's all the news I had. It's a slow week, um, in news apparently. Yeah. Um, so let's take a look at our topic, which is foreign horror movies. And I've got to figure out where I saved my list. This could be a problem. Uh, nope. Got it. Good. Okay. Um, you, you, uh, you really uh, watch a lot of foreign horror, I think, or at least a lot more than I do. So I, I watch I'm, a lot of foreign horror. Yeah. Um, and I, I, one of my, I think I might actually like French horror more than I like American horror on average. Mm -hmm. uh, so this was really hard. I put a couple of extra restrictions on myself because my original list, uh, it was like five very intense French films. Uh, so huh. I actually... For my final list, what I did uh, was I chose only one film from each country to kind okay. of better round out my list a little hmm. bit. Hmm. Um, I noticed when I uh, was looking at my final list that uh, when it comes to foreign horror, I'm, I'm a pretty basic bitch. Um, <laughs> most of my stuff is after 2000 um that's on my list which I, I mean i guess in a way makes sense you know with streaming and everything it's just become easier to see foreign horror movies and a lot of those are the newer movies i guess but uh did you have any honorable mentions you want to mention before we get started uh, i had a lot of honorable mentions i had okay. a really tough time narrowing it down yeah i had a tough time narrowing my list down too actually so i've got i've got a few uh, um, especially with especially with the French ones, because my initial <laughs> list was just like all French films. You, you just have a list of every French horror movie ever made that you want to. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bunch of them. All right. Fair enough. Um, uh, go ahead. Start with go ahead and jump into your honorable mentions. All right. Um, interior. Uh, yeah. Which is a French horror film. OK. Uh, very, very gory. Um, mm. And this one, actually, this was the one it made my initial list of five and then after i made the like one film per country rule i actually almost cheated to put this on the list anyway <laughs> this is almost my fifth slot because i like it a lot but um okay. frontiers now, and that's called interior oh. uh yes okay uh, not the woody allen interior uh i think the american i i think it's translated inside in okay. english all right not so not the woody allen movie interiors no okay <laughs> Uh, that is scary for a whole different reason. <laughs> uh, Frontiers. I've never even heard of that. Is are you sure that's real? Uh, that that is real. It's okay. a uh, it's a French neo Nazi wilderness. It's kind of like the French Wolf Creek, 
like they okay. find themselves out in the wilderness and uh it's it, it gets very violent and over the top um mm-hmm. here's a spoiler alert wolf creek not gonna be on my list <laughs> not french wolf creek even <laughs> nope. nope uh wolf creek also is not on my list that is not a very good movie it is not <laughs> uh the wailing is on my list i still haven't seen mentions. that i've heard it's really good but i haven't seen it I did really like it. Um, Detention is also on my list. Detention was a fun one because it's based off of, it's a Taiwanese film that is based off of a game uh, that was actually banned. And I had played the game. I had played like a black market version of this video game. Uh, And then, and people have been recommending Detention to me for a couple of years now. I finally saw it on Shudder and I was like, this looks weirdly familiar. And then it was like, (laughs) oh, wait a minute. Um, but yeah, uh, that one I, I would highly recommend. It was also very close uh, to being on the list. And uh, I think it's my new favorite like movie based off of a video game. The bar for that's pretty low, typically. But yeah, those this usually one, are good. They did a really great job with. Uh, I also, people have been telling me that there's a show also based off of this on Netflix. But I, I haven't watched that. I don't know about that one. Okay. Um, a Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Okay, that was also on my honorable mentions. Um, I put it on the... I I love that movie, and so I really debated about whether to put it in my top five or not, but it just feels weird to call it a foreign horror movie to me. It's in a foreign language, but Mm -hmm. it's made in America. Yeah, that was kind of... I wasn't so sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it falls in a weird spot. So I did put it in my honorable mentions, um, but I... I don't know, probably would have ended up in my top five, although I don't know which one of my top five I would have moved out for, to be honest with you. I also, you know what, I took out all of my like English language foreign horror films for the same reason, where it's like, technically these are foreign, foreign films, but mm-hmm. um, Good Night Mommy was on my list. That's on my honorable mentions as well. Uh, Let the Right One In was on my honorable mentions. Um, right, we'll spend some time talking about that in a bit. All right. Uh, Irreversible was on my honorable mentions. I don't like I'm probably never going to watch that movie again uh, because it's very uncomfortable, but I do think about it a lot. Okay. so uh, and uh, Tale of Two Sisters. Oh, God, I hate that movie. Really? (laughs) Yeah, that was a tale of me going, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Uh, I like that one a lot. that was actually one of like one of the first uh, foreign horror films that I'd seen. And I was kind of sad that it didn't make the list, uh, but sometimes it just doesn't. And then my last, uh, oh no, uh, Climax was on my list, which is Your Nightmare, Rob. It is a French LSD fuel horror musical. I have seen Climax. Oh, have you? I okay. have. And I actually quite enjoyed it. It's a Did trip. You? Yeah, it's a trip. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck I watched for 90 minutes or whatever, <laughs> but um, I did enjoy it. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, that one was on there. Uh, Diabolique, which I think is maybe the earliest foreign horror film that I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never seen that. Um, I think it's really good. It, and this one I kind of took off I because I don't know how horror it is. I, I don't know what it was intended to be in the day. I could see it being really scary for the time period, but it, it does watch kind of more as a drama mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, and then I also wanted to house. 
I took off because it's a comedy. It's like a horror comedy. Uh, yeah, I've never seen that one either. Uh, but it's it's a blast, I think. And then uh, my last one, I see. I don't know how much I like it, but I had really wanted to talk about One Cut of the Dead. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I thought about that one a lot. It, again, it's one that I don't watch a lot, but I'm just so impressed by the technical aspect of yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't even think of that one didn't even occur to me. And that is a really good movie. Although to me, that's I don't even know if that's really horror. It's just uh, yeah. I don't know. It's more of a comedy almost. I yeah, mean, it's kind of a, a weird. Yeah. But it's just so technically impressive. That, yeah, like, yeah. I wanted a, to include it. I had to fight the. Yeah, fight it's the a urge. very good, very good movie. Uh, so, yeah, those are my honorable okay. mentions. Uh, the only ones that I had that you didn't mention or that are not on ghost list are um suspiria mm -hmm. uh from 1977 um love that movie it's gorgeous to look at love argento um great mill uh, great film uh the australian film the babadook um, see that was one i took it off right away because it was english language yeah. but like yeah yeah it's, it's a, so it's good a, a little little odd to include the english language movies i guess but I felt like um, I wasn't going to put that in my top five because of that, but I also felt like it should at least be mentioned. And then the only other one that I had was Wreck from Spain. Um, I really enjoy Wreck, although, and I've lamented this before, it is damn near impossible to find a, uh, a version of that movie that's not the dubbed version. Yeah. Which really makes the viewing experience um, not as good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's jump into our top five then. What do you have at number five? Uh, at number five, I actually have Suspiria. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think that it's Argento's best film, but it is the first one I saw. Uh, it's mm -hmm. my personal favorite. Uh, I Again, it came in very early in my introduction to foreign horror, and I just it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's incredible. It's just, it's so striking. Yeah, um, the the look of that movie is absolutely amazing. Um, I, and I, I'm with you. I don't think it's Argento's best film, but right. I think um, it's it's certainly his most notable movie. It's the one that he's most known for, and he's never made a movie that looks that beautiful. So no, yeah, um, that is uh, well worthy of a spot on your list. Um, uh, I also have Argento at number five on my list. I have Ooh. the 1982 film Tenebrae. Oh, I uh, thought about that one. Which is um, my favorite Argento movie. And um, I just, there's something, I, I don't know what it is about Tenebrae above all the other Argento films that I just love because it's really a, a simple, it's a pretty simple story. It has a, a decent twist at the end, I guess, but it's not like mind blowing or anything. Um, but I just absolutely love that movie. I love all the characters, um, that whole world of just being in Rome and, you know, the guy's there and he's a writer and he's, you know, he's meeting with, with the press and he's meeting with the cops and trying to solve these murders. It's so crazy. yet so much fun that uh, Tenebrae is my number five. Absolutely. Um, I, I, it's a great film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. And the score is amazing. Just love the score. Um but it's done. I don't think it's I don't think it's done by Goblin because there are three guys in Goblin and I think only two of them worked on that score. Mm -hmm. And so it's a big deal that you cannot call it a Goblin score. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's still such an amazing score as most of Argento's movies just have amazing scores. He did a lot, a lot of work with Goblin and 
the guys in Goblin or whatever they call themselves. I don't know. <laughs> um, on Ghost List, um, she starts off with a note at the top that says, I am but a peasant and have not watched nearly as much foreign horror as I should. So here's my awful list. Be nice. I'm about uh, be nice about it. I'm sick and dying. Um, okay. Um, I'm not going to be any nicer than normal. Uh, her number five um, was actually in my honorable mentions. It's the descent. Um, and she has a little note here that says, I'm counting this because it's technically, technically it's from England and that's technically foreign. Shut up, Rob. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you read the notice because yeah. I, I was planning on. <laughs> but I had it. it on my honorable mentions. It is technically a foreign film. I would not have put it in my list because it's English language, but the descent's awesome. Yeah. It's just. Uh, Fun. It gave me an existential crisis also because that that was when I realized that like in my editing process I had gotten rid of all my English language foreign films mm-hmm. and I was like oh no the descent's gone and then it's like oh the Babadook and then it's like <laughs> shot of the bed <laughs> no yeah um, yeah um so anyway yeah it's uh it's fine to be on your list ghost there's nothing wrong with that um and it's a great it, like Rob was saying it's a great film yeah it's a wonderful movie I I really I really like the descent. Uh, what do you have at number four, Kat? Uh, this is, I think, the one that's going to make you the angriest. I have the platform in my number four okay. spot. I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not um, going to get angry because you're wrong. That's not a good movie. <laughs> I, I mean, like this one a lot. That is That movie features the lamest knife I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, it does have the, it has the second lamest knife I've ever seen. What's At least first, it's a real knife. No, the CGI knife, <laughs> the yeah. CGI knife. <laughs> um, no, but I really like it. I am saying all the time that we need more like anti-capitalist horror because I think there's just a lot of potential there. I think South Korea taps into that a lot uh, in their shows and in their movies, but uh, this is actually a Spanish horror film, and it was really interesting to, to see that from a another culture i think yeah i think it has a really interesting concept and i actually did like it the first time i watched it when we rewatched it for slasher radio that's where i was kind of like i I just felt like it didn't hold up very well in the rewatch for some reason yeah yeah Uh, my number four is the 2019 film out of mexico called tigers are not afraid oh i completely forgot about tigers are not afraid that's an excellent film it's so good um it is maybe the least scary horror movie ever made, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it doesn't matter because it's just such a great movie and it does a great job of uh, uh, the emotional storytelling. Yeah. That. And just showing you the life, the, the tough life that these kids in Mexico have. And it's it's such a great movie that uh, there was no way it wasn't going to be on my top five. Um, absolutely love that movie. Um, at number four, Ghost had Goodnight Mommy, which is, um, was it Austrian? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think it was. I think when I looked it up, it was Austrian because I remember thinking the only contributions Austria has ever made to cinema are Goodnight Mommy and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> um, uh, it is, in fact. Yeah, I like Goodnight Mommy quite a bit. Uh, I don't remember it all that well. I've only seen it once. My but I do pro- remember enjoying it. My problem with Goodnight Mommy, they do such a good job with the tension in that film. I feel like it kind of fell apart a little bit near the end. Uh, 
like the story did but Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's like you almost aren't watching for the story anymore at that point yeah it's it's just it's so high tension Um, yeah it's a a really um a really intense movie and uh yeah i really enjoyed it i've only seen it the one time though i just don't remember it all that well years ago and that was actually one that I rewatched uh, this week to kind of try mm. and narrow down my list. Well, you did a lot more work for the show than I did. <laughs> I was I had to, I had to watch the stepfather <laughs> in a shitty viewing of the thing, apparently. <laughs> the worst that, viewing ever. Of the thing. Yeah, that I am so outraged about. I didn't even know I was supposed to be. <laughs> um, what do you have at number three? Uh, at number three, I actually have an Austrian horror film. Uh, funny games oh yeah yeah i have you know i've never seen either version of the funny games uh this is i i think funny games the american one the 2007 remake might be one of the best horror remakes uh the it's done by the same director he had tried to pitch this as an american horror film and could not get it cleared in america because everyone was like what the fuck is this no (laughs) uh and shut it down so he made it in austria uh which is where he was from and then uh 10 years later he got the chance to do an american remake and he came in and he was like i want to do exactly what i did the first time but in america and it's it's like the definition of a shot for shot remake but they just absolutely nailed it um Mm -hmm. in translating it to american audiences uh so i actually i like the remake also uh but the the original there it it's just a deeply disturbing kind of what the fuck did i just watch experience i've heard that i've heard that about it but i have never watched either version um i don't know why i just haven't i don't know um at number three, Ghost and I have the exact same movie. That is the 2007 Spanish film, The Orphanage. Um, this I, I absolutely love this movie. And it's not, again, a lot like um, Tigers Are Not Afraid. It's not the scariest movie you, you'll ever see. It's, it's got a lot of creepy vibes uh, going throughout. But God damn it, it's just so well made. And it's just so moving and so good um, that I, I love The Orphanage. And yeah. If I'm not mistaken, did Del Toro produce that? I think he did. Yeah, I think so too. I was actually going to ask you the yeah. same question. Yeah, I think he did. We might just say he did. <laughs> uh, and then somebody can yell about how we got everything wrong. So, and he's listed as having something to do with it. So, <laughs> he did something. <laughs> he did um, yeah. For the it's orphanage. just such a good movie. I absolutely love it. Um, and this is another I don't always think of this as a horror movie. Yeah. Um, but it's I it's an incredible film though. Yeah. And yeah. So um Oh Del Toro was in it. He was in it? Apparently he was a member of the cast. It it falls deadly silent as we all just read about Del yeah. Toro. Yeah, but... I'm just trying to figure all this out. He's not listed as a producer. Um well, and he's listed under cast, but he doesn't have a character name. On the very trusted source of Wikipedia, uh-huh. uh, it says that he, uh, Bayona asked his longtime friend, director Guillermo del Toro, to help produce uh, the film and double its budget and filming time. Oh, okay. So he was a producer. I didn't see him listed as a producer anywhere, but all right. Well, well whatever. Um, 
he was definitely involved with it. And I feel like you can kind of tell because it, you know, if somebody said, oh yeah, Del Toro directed that, I would believe him because it just feels like a Del Toro movie. It does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the orphanage. Um, and that's why it is number three on my list. Uh, and also on ghost list. Um, Kat, what do you have at number two? Uh, at number two, I have Train to Busan. Oh, I also have Train to Busan at number two. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, I bet our number ones are going to be different. Um, yeah. <laughs> probably. Um, yeah, Train to Busan. I mean, it, it, everyone by now knows that this movie's amazing, right? Do we have yes. to keep telling people that? Uh, I spent the weekend like bursting into people's homes, making them watch Train to Busan. <laughs> Just anyone that didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you think Mikey knows that it's good? Probably not. Uh, it's <laughs> we should watch it. <laughs> we should watch it after the Patreon pick just to yeah, yeah. make sure he knows. Yeah, it's such a good movie. Um, it's and, and you, I, I, I had forgotten how good it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like you watch Train to Busan and you're you're incredibly moved. And I've been spending years uh, telling people that they need to get on board with train to busan but then like i watched it again for the first time in several years and it was like what a good movie <laughs> yeah i um i put off watching it i had heard that it was really good and um so i was like all right i'll check it out and then i, I looked it up and it was like zombies and i was like i'm done I, I can't with the zombies anymore can we stop with the fucking zombies um so i just like refused to watch it for a long time i don't i made it may have been just a couple of years ago when i actually finally sat down and watched it because i just kept hearing all this praise for it and it's a zombie movie but my god is it better than all the other zombie movies yeah it really lives up to uh i feel like every time i come on the show i'm talking about how much i love train to busan but it just yeah. it lives up to the hype yeah it really does film. it really and, does uh, it, it also spawned my I we talked about this on the zombies episode how much I love all of us are dead but this was the movie that kind of started that for me because mm-hmm. it's like oh man they know how to make a zombie movie in Korea yeah yeah so uh yeah that's um an excellent movie and uh it's uh, certainly high on both of our lists uh at number two ghost has let the right one in um which is an excellent foreign film from Sweden and we'll be talking about that momentarily. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. So we will get to your number one, Kat. All right. Uh, Ghost and I actually share a number one. My number one slot is Martyrs. You guys are both sick and twisted. This is one of my all time, uh, <laughs> the first episode I ever did on the show. I know. Uh, Almost got you to never be back on this show. <laughs> I know. Uh, but this is one of my top 10 favorite films of all time. Uh, it's my favorite French horror. It's my favorite foreign horror. I, I just, I really love the, I, it's just such a wonderful piece of art, I think. Um, and Pascal Laugier, I think is also like a very talented director. I, mm-hmm. I wish he did more stuff. Okay. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate martyrs. Um, but uh, boy, I didn't love it either. Uh, <laughs> it is not a, a fun viewing experience. It is one that I hope to never have again. Um, but it is a it is a good film. Um, so I, I don't blame you for having that uh, that on your list. Although, yeah, one maybe a little high, maybe. <laughs> uh, my number one is indeed "Let the Right One In," the 2008 Swedish vampire movie. Um, there is nothing I don't like about "Let the Right One In." <laughs> 
Um, it's just, it looks beautiful uh, the way it's shot because it, it, it's weird because it's so bleak yet so beautiful to look at. Um, it's got, uh, it, everything's like, there's just tons of really just cold and snow and you can see everybody's breath and it looks miserable yet. It's hard to not look at, you know, they live in a nondescript building that is kind of shitty looking yet. Somehow it looks magnificent on the screen. Um, the, the characters I think are, are just amazing in the movie. The story is, is uh, brutal and heartbreaking and, and lovely all at the same time. Uh, I absolutely love uh, let the right one in. It's, it's a perfect movie, almost, almost. I'm impressed. Um, I also, I really like uh, Let the Right One In for pretty much the same reasons. My biggest complaint, I, it, it's not even a complaint. Uh, my biggest hang up, I think, with Let the Right One In, I'm not a huge fan of vampires. Yeah. Uh, that being said, Let the Right One In might be like one of my f- I, I it's definitely one of my favorite vampire movies yeah it is my favorite vampire movie i was I going mean, to say it might be my favorite yeah. i still think i prefer girl walks home alone at night that one's really good too but i let the right one in it's very good and i i do like because even though there's kind of a romantic aspect it's not like the over-the-top eternal love it's just mm-hmm. lonely kids Right. caring for one another and yeah. it, it it is viewed through a different lens i i do really appreciate let the right one in. yeah and it, it touches on that sadness too right like because she has that that old guy who's there who's like her familiar or whatever yeah and as the story goes on you can tell that this was he was once a young man or a young boy who also fell in love with her and has now spent his entire life with her and now he's going to die and she's replacing him it's such an interesting concept to me because you don't really see that much about that sort of thing in, in a vampire movie. Instead you get twilight. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just absolutely love this movie. And um, yeah, so it is, uh, it is my number one. Um, it was close between that and train to Busan. I really like that movie as well. And you know what movie I didn't think of um, because I don't think of it so much as a horror movie, but I think it really is, is parasite should have been mentioned too. Yeah. I actually, almost uh brought up parasite yeah i don't know if that's a i i don't know what kind of movie it is but i love it everyone called it a horror movie right yeah it there was like there were a bunch of articles that were like the first horror movie to win best picture and i was like okay and then i sat down to watch it and it's like what the fuck is this (laughs) yeah yeah i mean the first horror movie to win best picture was the shape of water um (laughs) but Uh. so yeah i uh yeah, that was a weird one for me because I do love that movie, but I'm not sure exactly how to classify it. It certainly has horror elements in it, though. Um, also, like with my platform thing, it's like uh, talking about the anti-capitalist horror. I guess that's what Parasite is, technically. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So but, anyway, yeah, that one felt like it should be mentioned. Uh, we mentioned Ghost Had Martyrs at number one also. Yes. Um, she's a big old copycat. <laughs> I think she did that just to impress you, Kat. It's a no or to irritate me. One of the ghost, other ghost has good taste um, um, and enjoys irritating you. Yeah. That's like a pastime for a lot of people. I'm learning. It's a, it's a very powerful film. And here's the thing with martyrs. I might be the only person I know who has watched that movie more than once. 
Uh, <laughs> but, but I think it's one of those things where it's like, I think even most horror fans can be glad that they've seen it once, even if their immediate reaction is never to touch it again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, that's my reaction was immediately like, all right, that was good. And I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> Cause it's a powerful experience. Yeah. Even though it's uh grueling you i like that's the thing you feel physically exhausted when you're done watching you're like oh now is the american remake any good no okay (laughs) the american uh they gave it a happy end they they slapped on like a the americans stop the cult end on it and it's it's dumb (laughs) okay all right yeah i don't even know how that movie could possibly have a happy ending but um all right (laughs) um yeah, I, I will there are like say, a bunch of kids still down there that get rescued, and it's yeah. there's like the feel good music, <laughs> and they climb up out of the dirt at the end, and it's like I feel like we're just doing like random American movie cliches now. Yeah, yeah. I do think the um, American remake of Let the Right One In, uh, which is called Let Me In, Let Me In, uh, isn't bad. It's not. It's that's not terrible. I mean, it's it's not great. It's not as good as the original, but it's not. Uh, it's not an awful movie. Uh, that one, I think, might have been one of, like, the only American, like, because I try really hard to watch the original first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see Let Me In before I saw Let the Right One In, just because it was a lot easier to get a copy of. Yeah. Uh, and I was so impressed watching the original because they just, I they did okay with the story, but they lost a lot in cinematography. For oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let Me In is... It, it's a serviceable movie. It's it's let the right one in is great. Um, the right. other one that got me was um, I, I saw the uninvited, which I did not realize was an American remake of Tale of Two Sisters, mm-hmm. uh, which made the end of Tale of Two Sisters a lot more predictable when I finally got around to watching it. <laughs> um, all right. So I saw the uninvited a long time ago and then um, watched the Tale of Two Sisters fairly recently, actually. And uh, did not realize that uh, one was a remake of the other, uh, mainly because I spent most of the tale of two sisters going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Were you watching with subtitles? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I even had the <laughs> subtitles on and I still did not understand what was happening. <laughs> um, the Uninvited was, was whatever. To me, it was just one of those throwaway it was movies. Not great. Yeah, I don't remember much about it. Uh, I think that's the movie where the dad drove a Land Rover that looked just like the one I was driving at the time. And I was excited <laughs> to see that. And that was the best thing about that movie for me. So. That's not good when that's the best thing about a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Um, anything else you want to talk about cat? Uh, no, I, other than just, you know, watch more foreign horror, everyone it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the movies are good. The shows are really good. Um, I've yeah. been really into South Korean TV lately. Yeah. And are you are you going to try and sign up for the Netflix Squid Games reality show? I am not. Okay. Um, I think that is the collapse of civilization. <laughs> I think that's going to be how we die as a country. Yeah. Uh, I will. I might watch it though. I'll, I'll wait the obligatory because like they only check ratings for the first couple weeks. I think mm-hmm. to see if they're going to renew a show. I'll wait the obligatory time to show like I don't support this. And then I'll be like a goblin person and watch later. Yeah. <laughs> See, I should have thought of that for that new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. <laughs> they tricked me. I was up at midnight watching that <laughs> dumb thing. They're going to think I like it now. Yep. Yeah, that's going to mess up the algorithm for a while. <sighs> you might like. <laughs> no, no, I will not. <laughs> I will not. 
Yeah. Um, uh, HBO, their algorithm got really screwed up somewhere because after we watched Final Destination, uh, yeah, I was watching Final Destination 5 for the podcast and mm-hmm. it came up and it had, for things you might like, it recommended six movies uh, and five of them were Final Destination, including mm-hmm. the one that I had just watched. Uh, and then the last one was No Country for Old Men. Really? <laughs> I was like, what? Huh. Yeah, those are all the same. <laughs> uh, one of these things is very, very different. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <sighs> no Country for Old Men's good, though. Yeah. No. Arguably better than Final Destination 5. Or any of the yeah. Final Destination movies, for that matter. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, watch more foreign horror, certainly. And make sure you have the yeah. subtitles turned on when you watch it. Always have the subtitles yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that will never not be funny. Because um, <laughs> we got him twice. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, I guess that's going to do it for this episode of This Horror Life. Um, you can find the show on Twitter. We are at This Horror Life. You can send us an email, thishorrorlife at gmail.com. Although, Ghost checks those, and I don't know if she'll check it anytime soon, but you can still send it. Cat, uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour, V-O-L-E-U-R. Uh, you can also check out the other show that I do with Rob, Slasher Radio, uh, wherever you're listening to this. And as of posting that, I don't know when these go up, but I'm going I, whenever to Whenever I get to it safely uh that catvalor.com will be live also it, it probably most probably will be here here's the deal uh i'm in charge of editing and posting the show imagine me <laughs> being in charge of anything it just okay. sort of happens when it happens so it's been up for a while <laughs> <laughs> it may already be down again <laughs> yeah it... you know um all right. Uh, yeah, you can listen to, as Kat said, Slasher Radio. That is the other show that we do um, wherever you are listening to this horror life. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Radio Rob one, two, three. And I made a guest appearance on Horror for Dummies, which I, I don't even know when my own show drops, let alone when theirs <laughs> does. Uh, but it should be uh, coming out soon or just came out. Um, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a, a fun show. I was on there as a part of a panel along with... Um, uh, the crew from Friday Nightmares podcast as well. So check that out when you get a chance. You can find a horror for dummies wherever you're listening to this horror life. Um, I guess that's it, Kat. Uh, thank yeah, you for, for having hitting. me on. Yeah, thanks for coming in and pinch hitting for Ghost. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's sort of pinch. I mean, we were going to have you on either way for this episode. Yeah. Uh, because you're the foreign horror nerd. <laughs> this um, is true. Yeah. So that was going to happen one way or another, but. Uh, yeah, thanks for doing the episode with me, and uh, hopefully Ghost will, will be back and uh, at it soon. Um, but I have no idea what's going on. I hope she doesn't die. I hope she does not die also. Yeah, because yeah. uh, that'll really kill this show. That That's going to be a big, big inconvenience. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like Ghost to die to inconvenience <laughs> me. That's <laughs> Our last words are martyrs is better than the right one in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gad, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. <laughs>